When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is January 15th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Talking SmackDown Live. Myself, Mr. Raj Giri, Mr. Matt Morgan. Coming along soon. Coming to us internationally from uh, vacation. You'll be joining us shortly. And what did I do on SmackDown tonight? The Royal Rumble is a week from Sunday. Uh, of course, tonight, right now, if you're watching this live, you're missing the premiere of Temptation Island on USA. And boy, was there some tem- temptation during SmackDown between... Uh, Jimmy Uso and Mandy Rose, or so it may seem. But alas, that played out with shenanigans. Um, yeah, interesting SmackDown kept building things. We saw more vignettes uh, and then cameos with NXT talent, these new call-ups lurking in the background, cavorting, hanging out backstage, watching on with intense interest. It was something. Raj, what did you think of SmackDown tonight? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was real good. Um yeah, sorry, we had a couple of uh, technical difficulties for you guys in the live chat. Uh, I'm working on getting Matt on right now, but I thought the show was really good. Yeah, it was uh, It was solid, man. We had that match between Ray and Andrade. Just Andrade now. No Cien Almas. No, Almas is gone. It's just Andrade. I was just waiting. Did you ever did you ever get the chance, Raj, when he was that, uh, with a headline perhaps on Wrestling Inc., when he had a narrow loss? To use the headline Andrade Cien almost because I was <laughs> that tweet has been in my back pocket for like a year and now it's not going to make sense anymore. No, no, I did not. But it is interesting how they only do this with uh, names that they came up with in, in NXT, right? Like they've never done this with someone from TNA or or anyone like that that I can think of, right? I mean, they've yeah. changed names before, but not drop like a part of their name. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I almost wonder it's if uh, they think they can't get it past the uh, trademark approved at first. And then once they build up history with the character more, maybe then it's easier to get a trademark. You have a more solid trademark case for just going first name only. I don't know. That's such a unique name, though, that I wouldn't think. And, and why don't they have that issue with any of their other talent? So I don't know. Um, I think I think it's just Vince's thing. Like one day he's like, I don't like that name. And, uh, you know, it's too long. Even though I, th- I feel like Cien Almas has a cooler sounding, you know, and it means uh, something in Spanish as opposed to just Andrade. But whatever. And, you know, two months from now, we're, we're going to all be used to it and not care. A hundred souls, correct? That's what, that's what it means? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. That is cool. But, yes, they never capitalized on that at all. Yeah. Uh, so we saw Heavy Machinery backstage. Making shakes and smoothies with the new day. 
when Becky Lynch rolled in, I I saw people trying to defend Dozer's segment on Raw last night. I went back and watched it again. It's already aged poorly. <laughs> uh, Dozovic, Dozovic or whatever, Dozovic. Yes. Um, yeah, Otis. Um, look, I think he's, I think he's got some charisma. I think he's got something. I think uh, he already comes across as lower mid card uh, with the way he's been used. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I think this this act is dead on arrival. Yeah, I mean, you see other acts from NXT when they come in like this, like a joke. Uh, you see where they are uh, pretty quickly, and I, I think heavy machinery is headed down that path. It's funny when you said that, Raj, because I thought you were about to say he already comes across as lower to mid IQ. That's where I thought you were going. <laughs> no, no, just, uh, just, uh, yeah, yeah. They don't come across as, as stars at all. They come across like, you know, drunken frat guys that, um, you know, are not superstars. The shakes and weights thing, I can get behind that. Or stakes and weights, pardon me. Uh, I can get behind weights, that. Yeah. I can get behind that. I can get behind going with this attitude that they're very old school. I mean, like we've talked about before, I feel like I'm watching uh, TBS on Saturday in the uh, late 80s when I look yeah. at heavy machinery. I think they could lean into that, but just this uh, that voice that he's doing, that affect, like I just don't know. Yeah, and it's just random to a lot of people that don't know who these guys are, right? I mean, you know, people that don't watch NXT are, are watching and just be like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Um, and, and they were doing these promos where they're lumping all four of them in, like just a separate, you know, a separate scene in, a, in one vignette, as opposed to giving them separate vignettes uh, to kind of get their characters down so people kind of know who they are. And then bringing them all up the same week. Again, it's just kind of lazy. And they, they just are kind of blending in. Now, that being said, this isn't, you know, irreparable or anything like that. No, no, no. Uh, just as far as being effective, uh, you know, an effective way to bring in new talent, this is probably the least effective, you know, least underwhelming I've seen in a long time, especially with EC3, who's got the look, the tools, but they're making him so one-dimensional over the top. And that that just never works as a as an upper level, as an upper level heel, you know, even when... Uh, Rick Rude did it. I mean, he was he was great at it. He was probably the most successful one to do that kind of a gimmick, the you know over narcissistic uh, ladies man gimmick. But uh, he wasn't so one dimensional. Same, you know, Ric Flair. All any any guy that did it, they weren't so one dimensional that they're just staring staring in the mirror all the time. So um, yeah, and it's I think the reason why there's so much pressure and attention on this is is entirely because they built this up as a big big part of this new era and doing things differently this idea that we're going to see new talent new matchups fresh ideas they've been airing the hell out of those video that video package hyping uh these guys and gals so now yeah it's it's uh, critical that they introduce them well and i just feel like you know nikki's match last night was good but all of these other little cameos aren't doing it for me yeah, and I felt like Lars was the only one that had well effective promos, and that's because his was done separately to begin with. And mm -hmm. then they kind of lumped them all together. Obviously, Lars, we're not sure what's going to happen with him. Uh, WWE's website did tease him, uh, you know, possibly you know showing up on tonight's show. So, I think <laughs> you know, I think that means that he's you know not forgotten and still you know possibly in their plans if if things can get worked out yeah we'll see uh crazy story with that
that uh, anxiety and panic are, instead, you know, in essence, have been keeping him from uh, making his debut thus far. I mean, for his sake, I hope he's able to overcome it and take advantage yeah. of this opportunity. So uh, Becky Lynch came in, uh, drank some of that protein monstrosity backstage, walked out to the ring and cut a promo about facing Asuka at the Royal Rumble. Asuka came out, got into a face-off with her, and then that was interrupted by the Iconics, who came out, leading to two matches, Becky Lynch versus Peyton Royce with Asuka on commentary, and then Asuka versus Billy Kay uh, in a very, very short match. The Becky-Peyton match, I was surprised how long that went on for, uh, given that they should really be doing everything they can to just make, make Becky look like a powerhouse right now. Yeah, that was probably one of my only negative points on this show. I thought every other match on this show was given the right amount of time. Sheamus and Miz, I didn't want to see that be a long match. So I thought that was good. Uh, Almas and Ray, which was one of the best TV matches I've seen in a long time, uh, that was given a lot of time. And I, I thought that was perfect. Yes, I, I thought this should not have been more than one segment. It shouldn't have went to a commercial break. Um so yeah, yeah, I mean that was the only negative about it, but it it did what it was supposed to. I like that they didn't just go to a tag match with the Iconics versus Becky and Oscar, which is kind of the go-to, you know, in the the formulaic storyline playbook. Uh, they did something a little different here, and so you know I liked it uh, overall. Although I agree that this match should have been a lot shorter. Yeah, that was the first forty minutes of the show. It was a pretty bad match. Yeah, I, I'm look. I like any time they give the women a lot of time. Um, I think that overall is a good thing. I love opening the show with Becky. Love that they're putting her and Asuka front and center. I think uh, people are very, you know, more excited for that match than they are Ronda Sasha. And it's not that Ronda Sasha is not going to be good. It's just they haven't given it a storyline or any real heat behind it yet. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be blanket just giving women time for the sake of giving them time. That's, That's true. Just like with the men. If, they, if they're good at longer matches, then give them more time. You know, if they're not like the Iconics or uh, Nia Jax, then don't give them so much time. Keep their matches shorter. Hide their weaknesses. I, I think that's just common sense. And Peyton Royce should not be having long matches yet at this stage. Yeah. Um, so, of course, both Becky and Asuka got their respective wins there with their submission tap out moves. AJ Styles came in, made an entrance, headed right to the concession area. Are these... These segues are so weird when they do them. You know, like you had the women in the ring, you had Asuka and, the, and Becky in the ring looking like they were going to face off. And then AJ Styles' music hits. So you're kind of trained to assume that he's going to be doing something with them. You know what I mean? Like when you hear that music hit, you're, and I, I know they've been doing this, they've done this several times in the past. I just think it's such an awkward uh, segue to the next segment as opposed to cutting to a promo or a commercial or something and then going to AJ. I'm kind of used to it now, though. I mean, it reminds me very much of like, okay, the music's hit. You went too long. Next act's coming on. It reminds me of like the Oscar music when the yeah, you know, and yeah. it starts to like your time is up. Get out of here. The next people are coming out, and uh, I, I felt like it kind of makes Becky and Oscar look a little weird. Well, because that's the part that's weird is the talent. you don't have Braun. You don't have people doing yeah. that with Braun Strowman. You know, Braun's out there, and then uh, you know Fandango's music hits, and it's like, all right, Braun, time to go. Well, here's the problem with it. To your point, they shouldn't have the talent in the ring looking confused as hell. And so what's happening here? Becky and right. Asuka had this look like, what's going on? Yeah, it's just awkward. Yeah, I mean, you could cut to part. a backstage promo, anything. It's just, yeah, I, I think it just makes, made them look weak. Yeah, so a uh, little. AJ came through the crowd, walked out of the concession stand and cut a promo defending hot dog, soda and popcorn and merchandise. 
Yeah. Daniel Bryan doesn't want you to have these things, but by golly, you want to spend your money on this. You go for it. Americans. It's a little silly, but <laughs> um, yeah, when when uh, so much of this feud is taking place in the concession stands. Um, but, you know, I like Daniel Bryan. I liked uh, the brawl was kind of fun. I like that Daniel Bryan was one of the fans in, in the crowd. So, uh, you know, it was it was entertaining. It, it just doesn't come across as a WWE championship feud right now. I bet you Vince wrote that promo. I bet you Vince acted out that promo. I bet you Vince got a tear in his eye when he was reciting it, because that is entirely what Vince McMahon believes. Your right to consume is your right as an American, and it is patriotic to do so. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, it's it was entertaining. It just doesn't come across as a... When I think of, you know, for as long as I've watched wrestling, I think of the, the, you know, the world title as this larger-than-life feud, and guys feuding over your right to eat hot dogs uh, <laughs> doesn't come across as uh, a larger than life, uh, you know, a dispute. A, a little weak. Uh, the Usos were backstage doing a photo shoot when Jimmy Uso was delivered a gift, perhaps an early anniversary present. He said, Jay, my brother, you read the note for me. Uh, the note saying it's from a naughty girl who needs to be locked up in the Uso penitentiary. And of course it was signed Mandy Rose, not, Jimmy's wife, Naomi, a hotel key card was included. And Jay asked Jimmy, what's he going to do? Right. It's like, well, first turn this camera off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is so much like that. Lana and Lana and Enzo and, you know, Rusev mm -hmm. angle. Remember that hotel angle? Yeah. Uh, it seemed like they just tweaked a couple things around. But, um, but hey, you know. I was intrigued. I thought I thought it was I thought it was interesting enough. I liked your idea on Twitter. Oh yeah, uh, I mean technically that would have been sexual assault, but in the '90s they absolutely would have had it, Mandy bragging. Oh, he showed up in my hotel room. He did all this, and then the Usos would have come out, and the punchline would have been that wasn't me, Jimmy. That was my brother Jay. Twin magic. Right. Yeah. And now they didn't it, have to go all the way. It could have just been like a kiss, or you know. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that you're seeing in those Temptation Island commercials during SmackDown are, are way edgier than that. It's true. Well, it's Temptation Island. What you think, if you're trying to avoid temptation, why are you going to a place called Temptation Island? It's very counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, speaking of temptations, uh, Valentine's Day is only, God, less than a month away. And guys, maybe you have a special someone you want to send to the Uso Penitentiary this Valentine's Day. But, uh, you know... Those doors just aren't locking as well as they used to. You remember those days when you were always good to go? Those days are in the past. But now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed, go back to your glory days of male sexuality with Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that this is the stuff that works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, here's the key, guys. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. No more having to put something on your calendar saying, I'm going to take this, and then two hours later, I'm going to be ready to go. No. You chew that Blue Chew. You, you get down and start doing what you do. And then a couple minutes later, bam, it's go time. Now, this isn't just for guys with dysfunction. Blue Chew is for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. You've heard us talk about it. I've tried it. It was a wow moment for all involved. 
Raj has tried it as well. Talked about noticing that something extra. Matt Morgan has tried it. I believe his wife's quote was, hey, if Superman wants to wear two capes, that's just fine. Uh, <laughs> Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person's doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness beyond this ad read. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners, for our audience. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code W-I-N-C. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code W-I-N-C to try it free. That is a new promo code. Give it a try. W-I-N-C to get your shipment for free for just $5 shipped. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast, and you'll be thanking them for uh, putting a little pep back in your step and making that Valentine's Day a little bit more magical. BlueChew.com, promo code W-I-N-C. Thanks to Blue Chew. It's going to be a great 2019. Oh, man. It's... yeah, I mean, you, like like you said, it's not just uh, if you're having problems or anything. It's a it's a performance enhancer if you know uh, for and especially with Valentine's coming around the corner, it's a perfect thing to get. Yeah, you know, guys, you get older, you put on some weight, and that turtle doesn't come as far out of the shell as it used to. I'm just saying, blue chew, you'll figure out where that all went. Good stuff. Um, after that promo. Samoa Joe walking backstage, saw EC3 posting in a mirror. Joe keeps walking, went to commercial, saw photos from the WWE HQ visit by R-Truth and Carmella as part of them winning the Mixed Match Challenge. And then we saw promo um, Zelina and Andrade hyping up the match with Ray for later in the night. But first, Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali, a match that didn't get really get going because uh, Samoa just started beating the crap out of Mustafa before it happened. Yeah, so that's that's your new feud, Samoa Joe and Mustafa Ali. Um, you know, I, I think that could be that could be really good. You know, Ali is super talented. I mean, they could have great matches. That Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy feud just kind of kind of fizzled out. Yeah, there was nothing really there. Yeah. No, we I, lost your video there. Glenn, yeah, but, sorry. I'll get that back. Uh, okay. In a moment. Um, Still on audio. Yeah, yeah. So I can hear you. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, that that feud it, it never had that big that big blow off match that I felt like it should have had. But uh, regardless, I mean, this should be this is something. It's it's kind of bad. I mean, it's kind of sad to see how how kind of down the ladder some Joe has gone over the past year. Um, you know, he <laughs> seemed like uh, you know like a, a world title run was you know inevitable, and he seems uh, further away from that uh, than ever. Well, I think the reality is there's only so many spots at the very top. Wait, and- yeah, but he's the farthest he's been from it. You know, he's gone from pay-per-view main events with some, you know, with Roman Reigns and 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 that level to to this. Well, he was in a lengthy feud with AJ. Um, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, it's not anything you can't come back from, but you just get the feeling that management doesn't seem at that level. Yeah. Uh, we got an update backstage, Sonia Deville with Mandy Rose, Mandy talking about how she wants to ruin Naomi's marriage. Yeah. Just giving it away like that. It's sometimes with WWE, you're like, wait, so in this part, are they supposed to not know that there's cameras around (laughs) when they're, you know, when they're explaining their, their diabolical, uh, you know, plan right with the camera right there. Uh, I don't know. 
it, it seems like they sh it should be done in a more subtle way where they're caught as opposed to where they're doing it right where the cameras are. But whatever. Well, yeah, and this has just gone on for a while. I'm assuming uh, Naomi's going to get a new partner and she'll be involved in a tag feud with the I, two of them. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I see Mandy becoming a, a breakout single star from this whole angle. Maybe. And I could see Sonia, you know, her and Sonia having a, a falling out. I, I mean, Sonia to me just seems like a natural baby face. Mandy's such a good heel. So, and she's got that star quality. You know, Vince really is big on her. And I think the storyline's helping her a lot. Yeah. I mean, clearly they believe in her. So they're giving her a push. Uh, I would say that, you know, this is a little um, retro sort of uh, hackish to, to have a storyline like this. But I think that's very much the character that Mandy's embraced this entire time, sort of the more old school. Yeah, and I think as long as it's not everyone doing that, if it's one character that does, you know, that's Better her that, than I, Alexa. I think... Better her than that crap with Alexa they did last night. Yeah, that was just, that was just random. Um, I mean, this, it all makes sense. It all goes with the story, so. Yeah, I mean, would they have done that with Rhonda? the Alexa spot last night? I don't, I don't think so. No, they no. wouldn't do that with Becky or Sasha. No. It's very weird. Um, so. And, it, and you know that video, uh, <laughs> the clip of Alexa, uh, where the stagehand barges in on her, and it has like millions of views on YouTube. I think it's the most viewed clip from last night's Raw on YouTube, uh, on the WWE's YouTube channel from last it night. It didn't even show anything. It I know. wasn't even, I mean, like, man, if, if I was a 13 year old boy, um, you know, first off, I've got the internet. So TV, you got nothing to offer me. Um, but yeah, it was just so lame on so many levels. And like I said, those temptation, uh, temptation Island, right? The temptation Island on currently I'm missing but, temptation Island. Cause we're doing this podcast live, Rob. Those are more salacious than, than that spot but yeah it's at 2.4 million views the, the uh, I, I, I stand corrected though uh the braun Strowman flipping over the limo has slightly more it's at 2.5 million views but 2.4 million views for that so yep somewhere kevin dunn's printing that out and in a meeting he's just gonna point to like this is why i'm right guys this is what the people want to see yeah i bet you the mandy rose uh the mandy rose clip from smackdown tonight gets Probably gets more views than anything else on the show tomorrow. Oh, crazy. Uh, which is a shame, uh, given some of the matches we had tonight. But um, mm -hmm. when Rey Mysterio was walking to the ring, Nikki Cross just jumping up and down, shaking a fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, underwhelming for all these NXT call ups. Why it's, bring them all up the same yeah. week? Why not yeah. know, space it out and, and give, you know, give some a little promo time and something instead of ec3 just did, did we get to ec3 yet or that was that later uh, that was before just uh samoa joe just shaking his head walking away yeah yeah so he was just flexing in a mirror not looking around you know basically kind of doing tyler breeze's old gimmick um kind of tyler breeze slash lex luger <sighs> yeah here's here's the problem with all this when they brought up nxt people before even when they brought them up in batches we got little vignettes, little coming soon cards. They got matches where they got to come out and shine. Um, the idea was people knew enough diehard fans knew them well enough that there would be a pop and a reaction. Let's throw them into a storyline and show you who their character is through the storyline. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think the last time they've done that well, where they've had promos hyping someone's entrance, uh, you know, someone's debut, and it builds anticipation. And then, you know, when they come, it's it's a big deal. I think Bray Wyatt's the last time I can think of one where they had built to it and, and it, you know, it had a good payoff. I'm trying to think if there's any other. If anyone in the chat can think of any, let me know. But. I think it's better just to do it. Remember how well? No, and, how and often do those not work? More often than not. Enzo and Cass worked quite well. Yeah, but they're kind of like the exception. Enzo is one of the most charismatic, you know, best promo guys that they've ever had, you know, so. I mean, were you were you there? I was in American Airlines Arena that night, the Monday after Mania. Were no, I always, I always have to leave before Mania because of how crazy it is on the site. So I always leave that Saturday. I'm telling you, everyone was dead ass tired, right? Five days of wrestling in Dallas. It was mm-hmm. the last thing that night on Raw, or the second to last thing that night on Raw. And yeah. People just blew the roof off the place when Enzo yeah, well, came out. Enzo has a ton of, I mean, Enzo was great on the mic. And, and, but, you know, like I, what I was saying with promos building someone up, they didn't do the promos. They just came out. Um, but if it was just big cast, it wouldn't have worked. You know, he would have been dead in the water after a few months. So, probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Just Nikki backstage shaking a fence. I don't know if that really is going to get her over. Yeah. Um, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. I see. I want to say CN almost. You know what this is like, Raj? This is like when Rebecca Romaine dropped the Stamos, and now I just have to say Rebecca Romaine and stop myself from saying Stamos. Yeah. Just Andrade. Or when Prince became the symbol. Similar. Yeah. It's too hard. It is. It is. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure in a couple months it'll be like Cesaro, where you don't even think about it anymore. But it's going to take a little getting used to. This match, though, great match. I thought this was the best TV match. And when I say TV, I'm, you know, I, I don't mean pay-per-view, NXT, UK takeovers, anything like that. Just Raw or SmackDown, uh, NXT. I thought this was the best, um, at least on Raw and SmackDown, I thought this was the best match I've seen in, in maybe a year. I, I'm trying wow. to think of the last one that was this good. It was very good. Um, I thought there were some really good moments. I thought when Ray did that move... This time wasn't quite as smooth as last as in the tag match. Yeah, it almost looked like it would hurt him more than than Almas. Yeah, than Andrade. Well, sorry, uh, but it was good. This was a great match. Very entertaining. Absolutely worthy of the length that it went. Uh, competitive. Really, I mean, very hard to criticize. Yeah, it was great. And Andrade get the win. Yeah, I mean, it was did. You know, the only thing I think that would have made it better if there were some stakes, like there was, uh, like the winner got something out of it, or if it was for a title. But uh, other than that, I thought the match itself was fantastic. So yeah, really strong stuff. And I thought um, Andrade's stock really rose tonight. And I think Ray has really helped get him uh, over the slump that he's been in. You know, creatively, they haven't done anything with them uh, since he's made his main roster debut. And I feel like now. Uh, hopefully we start seeing something because Ray, you know, he had his working shoes on and man, Andrade looked like a star. Yeah. Well, I mean, Andrade, so the reports have been that he's been very unhappy. It seemed like uh, this is a step in the right direction to utilizing him properly. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we'll see. We see all the time where people get a push for a few weeks and then they're back to where they were. So uh, hopefully this isn't one of those cases. <clears throat> yeah, we shall see. Um, after that, we got an update from Mandy Rose's hotel room where, uh, Jimmy went to tell her in person, he couldn't do it. 
She had a photographer pop out, take photos. Why the hell do you have a photographer when there's a, a video camera? Again, I guess maybe <laughs> this is WWE land where there's not video cameras in you know some of the times, but it's that was just so stupid that she has a photographer when there's a video camera guy right there. Yes, and then you think, oh no, Jimmy's in trouble. But then no, Naomi came in, beat up Mandy. Well, Mandy revealed her plan to Jimmy, saying she would have never hooked up with him. She, you know, after the photos were taken, that this was all a big ploy just to get, uh, just to break up their marriage, and those photos were going to ruin him. But it turned out Naomi was in the room, a la Rusev with Enzo. Uh, kind of surprising here that you know normally the story would have been for the baby face to take out the heel right there, but um, Mandy actually kind of got the better of Naomi in this exchange. Yeah. I no, that was kind of interesting. No, absolutely. Um, after that, let's see. I think they, was it here that they announced Nakamura and Rusev oh, at the Royal yeah. Rumble? Yeah, so that's going to be happening. Yeah, for the U.S. title. Rumble card is looking pretty stacked, man. I know. I mean, that's the one thing, you know, when you, you don't have the split pay-per-views anymore, the lineups are super strong. You don't have all the filler matches, but on the, on the flip side, there's a ton of talent that doesn't get to be on the show. Now, Rumble's a little bit of an exception because you got the 30-man Rumble, two 30-person Rumble matches. But uh, in general, these pay-per-views lately have just been, you know, stacked from top to bottom without much room for, you know, a lot of deserving talent to get on. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I think Elimination Chamber, well, I think with that, that's going to be very loaded with that women's tag match being in the chamber itself, especially uh, six on uh, or uh, 12 women, six teams of two. It's going to be kind of nuts. Uh, we close the show tonight with The Miz having the bestie birthday bash for Shane McMahon, who turns 49 today. Uh, this was not like the Festival of Friendship. It was sincere. They did not split up at the end. Uh, however... It almost felt like they were going to, didn't it? It almost it had that feeling in the air a little bit like there was going to be not maybe that they split, but that there was going to be a miscue. One of them accidentally nails the other one or, you know, that something was there was going to be some twist coming. Yeah. You didn't you didn't feel that? Yeah, I mean, kind of. But I think uh, this it's too early in the story. I mean, Festival of Friendship I, happened really, really well, like six, eight months in. Right. And, and again, I'm not saying that they do a split, especially because they got a title match coming. But but something happens that uh, puts a and, I'm, and you know what? I'm glad they didn't do that. I, I just while watching it, it almost felt like that was coming. And I'm glad that they didn't. I like how they like how they did this, letting the you know, letting the soup uh, simmer, I guess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> got Miz got Shane a pair of Jordans, uh, got him uh, a video package which uh, I thought was nice. Shane seemed touched. Of course, the bar came out to interrupt it, and then Shane said, oh, you know, will make my birthday so much more special if you beat Sheamus in a match. And we got The Miz versus Sheamus. The Miz wearing regular clothes, wearing dress pants, no shirt. Yeah. Uh, the Miz ended up beating Sheamus uh, fairly fast, and then after they kept brawling, uh, Miz put, uh, did Skull Crushing Finale. Miz put... Him in the corner for Shane to do coast to coast. And then because his cake can never leave a WWE segment without ending up in someone's face, uh, the cake was involved in the coast to coast and got smashed all over Shane's face. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Shane, yeah. D did you say that uh, Miz got the win with the roll up? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, he hit the, the, the finish saw chain hitting the coast to coast while Miz had his face covered with cake. So um, yeah, I mean, it was a, a fun ending. I, I thought, you know, the first half of the show, I actually didn't really like it. I thought Oscar's promo. I think Oscar's promos just hurt her. Um, I, I, I don't think that she should be cutting these promos in English. Um, these long promos in English, because I think it hurts her with the crowd and the crowd kind of turns on her. So, uh, you know, she's someone I could see. I, I'd like either doing with the manager or doing just doing her. I don't know that that I felt like that didn't work. The segment with Oscar. Yeah, it's never really found a groove doing it yeah, that way. Yeah, her it's like her delivery is a little too over the top that I don't know. But uh, so yeah, the first half half of the show, I wasn't you know, I, I wasn't I was actually getting kind of bored. And then I thought it turned around big time to where it was a huge thumbs up by the end. Oh, that was solid, man. You know, went by uh, quick. Wasn't really too bored during any of it. I agree. The beginning kind of dragged. But uh, hey, it's Smackdown, man. You know, can't really complain. Yeah, it was it was a good show. I, I thought this week in general was a pretty good week for WWE. I, outside of the NXT call-ups, I thought those de- debuts were completely forgettable as far as their first on-camera um, appearances. But I thought, you know, Lashley winning the Intercontinental title I thought was cool. I thought, you know, the Finn uh, being put in the Royal Rumble match with Brock Lesnar uh, was strong. It got, you know, a bunch of praise online. I think a lot of people are happy with that. And... Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good week. Well, what else has happened in the world of wrestling since we got a little bit of time? All right, well, the Finn, the whole Finn thing. So according to the Observer, um, Finn versus Brock has actually been the plan for a while now. For really? Like, yeah, for like over a month at least. Um, so basically, I guess the idea was after Crown Jewel, uh, the, the original plan was for it to be Brock and Strowman. Uh, Strowman got injured, and then WWE just decided that they don't want to beat Braun again. So it was almost kind of like to protect him, uh, because the plan is for Brock to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, which you know we've been talking about for a little bit. So you know it, it would involve Brock beating Braun again. They felt it would hurt him. So yeah, I guess the plan for a while has been for it to be Brock against Finn, and they didn't announce it. And probably because the Royal Rumble is at a stadium. It's at a baseball stadium. They got like 40,000 tickets to sell. <laughs> uh, tickets haven't been moving that great. So they didn't announce it till this week just in an effort to boost ticket sales because I guess they felt like Brock versus Braun was a, a bigger ticket mover. And um, it's kind of similar, like Evolution. They kind of did the same thing. They announced Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus, just feeling that was – uh, more of a marquee matchup to get tickets going. And they never had the intent on delivering that match. It was always going to be <laughs> supposed to be Trish and Lita against Mickey and Alexa Bliss. Obviously, Alexa got injured and Alicia Fox took her place. But yeah, this is really weird, false advertising um, and just feeling like it's the brand. So no one cares and they can get away with it. Don't trust the WWE. That's the moral of the story. No, you you should be surprised how often I get you know, emails complaining how they went to a WWE event and the advertised main event didn't take place. You know, like all these Raws, all these SmackDowns that will advertise these dark matches. And more often than not, they don't end up taking place. Um, as long as my seat is where they say it's going to be, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the key. Um, Jerry Lawler re-signing with the WWE. What's the story there? Yeah, so apparently his contract, uh, I guess every year it's up on the, at the same time, January 
eighth, I believe. And he had not been contacted for a renewal. So he sent a reminder um, and they came back and not only gave him a, a renewal, they gave him a raise, which wow. he hasn't been used at all. So I think it's a case of where they don't want any talent becoming free agents. So um, it's a good time to be a wrestler. Um, people are out there with money looking to sign names and WWE is not letting anyone go. Yeah, seriously. I mean, why would they? Yeah. AJ Styles contract is coming up. You talk about someone who's in the best possible situation they can be. Um, I believe his contract is up in, I think it's April. Hmm. And I mean, he's like the perfect candidate, right? For all elite wrestling and, and getting a big name. Um, He's also getting, you know, up there in years. He's in his 40s. He's got a wife, kids. He's made a ton of money. All Elite will probably make him a huge money offer. And I, you know, it's almost guaranteed WWE is going to go all out to keep AJ. So AJ's going to get the best deal he's ever had this year. So you know, good for him, man. I mean, good for, for everyone him. that could take advantage of this. Yep. No, it's very exciting times. Uh, well, anything else to cover before we wrap this up and take this home? Yeah, I just want to point something out. Some people are talking about how it says cards are subject to change. That's always been one of those things that I think if you took that to court, um, <laughs> you would lose. Because when the talent is there and you could deliver those matches and you don't, it's one thing if talent get injured. You know, if UFC, they have cards subject to change because it's, you know, someone misses weight or, uh, you know, there's, a, there's an illness. It's not that they're there and they just decide not to do it. So, um, yeah, I mean, WWE gets away with it because it's entertainment, but um, I'm sure if anyone ever decided to contest that, they'd, they'd have a case. No one cares that much. But yeah, uh, someone's asked me, CM Punk contacted by AEW. I had reported a long time ago in my interview with Cody Rhodes uh, that they had contacted CM Punk last year. Um, Punk has no interest in going. And um, yeah, yeah, I think he's just... He's just done with wrestling. I think it would be a, a game changer if he did, did decide to get involved with them. I think if they got a name like that, that would really oh, huge. do stuff. Yeah, because I think Chris Jericho is obviously a huge name. I just feel like some of the novelty of Jericho outside of WWE has worn off a little bit over the last uh, you know year and a half. So, um, yeah, Punk would be it, but he just doesn't seem interested. Says he's done. Says he's done. Yep. Cool, yeah, man. sorry about the te technical difficulties early on, guys. For the, those of you who joined our chat and had to move over, Matt, we couldn't get him on um, with these issues going on. Um, but hopefully, I think I know what caused it, and hopefully next week that won't happen again. Yep, Monday night, back to business as usual. Here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, myself, Raj, and Matt. Uh, what else is coming up on the site, Raj? Uh, we, we got... Uh, Part of our interview today with Diamond Dallas Page on today's episode of The Winkley. He talks about AEW, Dusty Rhodes' influence on him, on his career, his new book. Uh, tomorrow we got Goldust, and Goldust nice. is talking about AEW. If he'd leave WWE for AEW, um, he, you know, his his status with WWE, uh, his injury, how he's recovering, and yeah, it's, it's great stuff that's coming up. So those two, Brody King, ROH's Brody King, he recently signed. He'll be up on Thursday's edition of the Weekly. So if you haven't already, sign up for the Wrestling Inc. audio channel on iTunes or any place where you get your podcasts. Uh, tons of great stuff. 
Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I tweet along with live WWE programming. And we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.